This call is being recorded. If you do not wish to be recorded, please disconnect at this time. Yeah, so Monet, I love your uh, your model. Um, if kids live there, you can go there. You, and I think that that says so lot says a lot because I think sometimes we could be in a safe space where we think that only our backyard is safe with our children. And you know, your travels say otherwise. You've been to Morocco. You've been to um, Rio. You've been to so many other places internationally, and it shows that it is safe to take your kids in places that you you might be a little bit uncomfortable at first. Yeah, I we are true to that. If kids live there, kids can visit because, you know, of course, unless it's like a war-stricken, you know, country or city, if if there are kids there, there are things for them to do. And the parents that live there, you know, have 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 things for them. So we love taking our kids every and anywhere. As you said, you often find us taking them to places that most don't consider kid-friendly. It's really so we can emerge them into these cultures and communities and for them to really see what the world is about. And for us, it's really just finding um, activities that they love to do and finding ways to incorporate that into our our planning. And since the girls love to dance and they love cooking. So oh. on most trips, we take a cooking class um, or we take a dance class. When we were in Brazil, we took a samba class. When we were in Cuba, we took salsa lessons, you know, and we're all getting to learn the culture and learning the history of these dances and how they came to the country and why they're important to the people in the country while still having an amazing time, you know, and we're all having fun. The same with the cooking classes. We took when we were in Morocco, we took one when we were in Costa Rica. We've taken them, uh, we took one in Brazil as well. We've taken them so many places, and it's a great way for us to learn about the food in that country and the culture in that country because really food speaks to so many things. I've been learning why they eat what they eat and, you know, how they season it or all these things, and we love that, and the girls have so much fun. So, you know, we incorporate those things, and then, the things that maybe they're not as interested in about, it doesn't bother them as much because they know they're going to do something on the trip that they absolutely love and are mm-hmm. learning from as well. Yeah, I, I saw a picture of you and your daughter taking a painting class on the balcony, I think that was in Morocco for a yeah, year. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. Beautiful. And, and, you know, just like when you think about it, you can take a painting class anywhere, right? But, I mean, just be able to do that in another country and develop relationships with, you know, your host, the host that was there, um, the house that you rented, and to meet people in the community and immerse yourself, um, that's like an education on the road, you know, like with your children. Exactly. So, um, you know, how do you travel, how do you deal with the logistics of school schedule and work schedule and travel? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, so... Um, since most of our travel is based on deals, we basically wait for deals to pop up during times that we So um, we're okay with Jordan. She's the only one that's in, in real school. Um, with her missing up to two weeks of school, um, we try to stay clear of that being like two weeks back-to-back. But, you know, if there's an amazing deal, especially over a holiday weekend, a my husband can take, say, the holidays on Monday. You know, he can take, like, the Friday and Tuesday off, and then he's only using two days, but we can get a five-day vacation, you know? Oh, and yeah. My daughter would only be missing two days of school, but we're going on a five-day vacation, and 
as you said, like our trips end up being so educational that while she's missing school, we don't feel like she's missing out on learning. And mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, we spoke with her teachers about at the beginning of the school year to let them know, you know, travel is a passion for us. This is why we find it important. And we we probably will take her out of school at one point. And they were so supportive. You know, they're like, oh, my God, that is amazing. You know, there's only but so much you can learn in the classroom, you know, like seeing those types of things just stays with you longer. So they they were totally okay with it. They've given us, you know, her work that she would miss, and she's able to do that on the flight or on the road, you know, driving there or in the evenings when we're, you know, when we're settling down. So we haven't found it to be anything that, that really takes away from, from school for her. And then with, with work with, um, with my husband mainly now, because my, my schedule is more flexible, just, yeah, being strategic about using his days and trying to incorporate a day off um, a weekend if we can that way, you know, he can get a little bit, he can stretch out his PTO more. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you, when I hear you talk like that, it shows that anybody can travel. You know, we all get, you know, two weeks at least at our jobs, three weeks, some people four weeks. And if you really incorporate those holidays, you can really stretch it out and you can actually do an international trip over five days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to Copenhagen over a Memorial Day weekend one time, and that's exactly what we did. We added two days, and, mm-hmm. and we were there, especially traveling to Europe. You can get an overnight flight where your travel time is, is sleeping, and then you get there and you start, you know, you start your holiday. So, Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite trip so far with your, your children and your family? Oh, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> I can't say a favorite, um, but I can give you, like, top five. I would okay. definitely say our Kenya, Brazil, um, oh, God, Morocco, our RV trip um, doing the southwest um, United States, going to, like, national parks. That was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Um, I always get, I'm always like, should I include Jamaica or not? It's like, I love Jamaica, and, you know, that's where I'm from. So I'm like, does that count, or should I, <laughs> should I <laughs> other other stuff, you know? But then I would say um, Costa Rica as mm-hmm. well, um, and, and then it would probably be a tie between, like, Thailand and Cuba. Ah, nice. Yeah. I, I know all the Yardies out there won't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone is listening and they're like, you know what, you've inspired me. You know, I have 2.5 children, and I think it's time for <laughs> us to start traveling. Uh, where would you suggest them start? See, uh, it's, it's really dependent on, like, what they like to do because I could say over here, but then they may not like, you know, anything there. So what I would say is like, it's really based on like comfort level. So, you know, if it's like, if you're starting to travel, like do you want to go somewhere where, you know, English is, is one of the main languages there that way you don't have the language barrier and you feel more comfortable, you know, do you want a place where you can rent a car and, be able to get around that way. So I would really say, like, look into those types of things um, because if you're someone that might get um, scared or uncomfortable if you're in a place that they don't speak English, while I, like, absolutely love Japan, I wouldn't recommend that in the first place because the language barrier is 
this. Um, right. So I would, I would if, so I would really say that what you do first, um, and and then after you figure out what you like to do, figuring out is being walkable or using public transportation and speaking English something that 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 make that you need because if so, I would probably recommend like Western Europe um, or or um, African countries where English is widely spoken that we don't feel as um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but you you're not as with people maybe not speaking the language as right. you would in like, certain countries in South America, where if they don't speak English, you might be like, I, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Also, um, you have exciting news. Uh, you're the author of okay. Traveling Child Goes to Rio de Janeiro, um, and it's a book series that you started. So tell us a little about about the book and how can um, people 